Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Good morning and welcome to Easter morning. The sunrise up here on the Kank is absolutely spectacular. Glad that you could join us. I wish that we were together, but these are uh, interesting times, and so we're coming to you uh, across the internet. And um, but you know what? It, it does not take away from the beauty of God. It does not take away from His plan. And we are going to put full faith and hope and trust in a good God. So welcome to Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And we thank God for that because He has conquered sin. He has conquered death. And we have hope because Jesus is King. And uh, I don't know about you and what you've been doing with your time with Corona. Uh, one of the things that we've done as a family is a couple uh, movie marathons. And uh, so we did the Chronicles of Narnia, and uh, we've done the, or we're working actually currently on uh, the Lord of the Rings. And in these movies is a lot of talk about king and kings. And a king is an old word, right? King is something that we in America don't know a whole lot about. We broke away from England and their king, and then we haven't had a king. But if you think about it, a king is something uh, that demands our obedience, uh, something that rules, and there are still kings in our life. So there's still really old kings in our lives, like power, right? Power is a king that demands your full attention. If you desire power, if you want power, you are going to obey and serve uh, power. Another old king is is money. The, the saying is cash is king, right? And we, money is a very dictating, ruling king. It will take all of your time. It will take all of your peace. If you are pursuing money, you have got to obey that king. So those are a couple of old kings. There, there are a lot of new kings, actually. Like, like a, a new king is the king of safety, right? That, that was not a king a hundred years ago. People didn't obey the king of safety. Uh, today, safety is a very, uh, it's one of the most, uh, the, the, the biggest seller. It's what advertisers use to sell things. Uh, it is a king uh, that you must serve if you are going to call safety your king. And uh, this morning, we're going to be looking in Scripture at Jesus. And Jesus claimed to be king. The Scriptures actually call him the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so, this morning, I would like for you to start being honest with yourself. Uh, you know, essentially, what is king in your life? Meaning, what do you serve? Or what demands your obedience? Me, if you, if you know me... You, you know one of the kings I have is the king of food. Uh, I, I serve food. I, I, I think about my day in blocks and times of when I can have food. I think about my day and times of how I can prepare food and what I can do to get it ready. And uh, I serve the king of food. And uh, it, it, it takes a lot of my time, it takes a lot of my mental effort, and really actually, it's a health concern for me as well. I need to be really careful with the king of food and the one that I serve. Uh, another king that I serve that I actually have a really hard time with is, is the king of, of, of missed opportunity or, or missed uh, adventure. For instance, I have a, a really hard time when it's a really beautiful day 
if I feel like I, I'm not out enjoying the day, whether it be skiing or hiking or riding my bike, I have this anxiety at work or when I'm doing emails or, or whatnot that I, I want to uh, get out there. And uh, so king is a term that's old, but king is something that is part of every, every one of our lives. It's part of our everyday life. You serve a king, I serve a king. And this morning, I would like scripture... I would like the sunrise, I would like our songs. If you don't know Jesus as king, we want to introduce to you him as king. And if you do know him as king, we would like to encourage you to make him king of kings, king over all the things in your life. All right, so I'm going to ask you to go get your Bible. You know, that thing either on your phone or is it maybe over there on the shelf in the living room or maybe it's up in the attic or maybe it's in a box. Uh, downstairs, or maybe you don't have one, and if you don't, we'd love to hear from you, and we'll, and we'll send you one. So I'd ask you to get your Bibles and uh, turn to the book of John. Uh, the book of John, let me get mine here. The book of John and chapter 19. I'm going to actually be reading from uh, verses 19 through 21. So John chapter 19, verses 19 through 21. So Hopefully you got your scripture there on your, your phone or you've gone and dusted it off the shelf. Hey, during this corona, we've got a lot of time. So I hope that you're reading your Bible. If you've never read the Bible, I would suggest starting with this book of John. It was written by Jesus' best friend. And uh, if you don't know a lot about Jesus, uh, reading from his best friend's uh, letter is actually a really great place to start. So John 19, uh, verses 19 through 21 says this. It's talking about during the time where Jesus uh, was uh, being led and being, uh, being put on trial uh, by the Jewish people to a guy named Pilate who was a, was a Roman and was trying Jesus. And this, is, and this is what Pilate, the Roman, had to say. Pilate had, noticed, uh, no, Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. Talking about the cross of Jesus. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate. We want the sign to say, not the king of the Jews, but this man claimed to be the king of the Jews. Yesterday, uh, I did a little hike in preparing for this sermon, and uh, spoiler alert, we are not filming this on Sunday. This is Tuesday. We did look at the calendar, and uh, the, the, the sunrise today was going to be absolutely gorgeous, as you can see. Um, I don't know, is this in the way of the sunrise? Because I would love for them to see that. You can move that back. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Anyway, okay. I did a hike yesterday. Um, and uh, to, to, to get ready for this. And what I did was I went to my favorite spot in town called First Ledge, and I just took my, and I took my scripture. And I actually started uh, when Jesus had the Last Supper, and then I read out loud the entire account. So Jesus in the Last Supper, and then Jesus in the garden, and then Jesus praying. If you haven't read Jesus' prayer, it is absolutely incredible, and it's probably one of the most encouraging things. I, I almost had to stop because I teared up yesterday reading. I was just going to read through the whole account from, from the Last Supper to the garden to the arrest to the trial and to the crucifixion and then the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I was reading right through that, and I was in the book of John. 
when I was looking at Jesus' prayer, what was amazing to me was Jesus was praying for me. He was praying for you. He was praying for his disciples that had fallen asleep. Here is Jesus, the night before the biggest day of his life. This was going to be, he knew what was coming. He knew, he, he actually in another account prayed, Father, if it be your will, can I have a different cup? Can I do this a different way? And then he knew he couldn't. He had to do it this way and he went forward with it. But in the midst of this agony, in the midst of this great stress, great worry, I know for me when I have something big coming the next day that I'm going to do, uh, for me it might be something with work or, or a funeral or something that I'm doing for somebody that requires my complete attention and I know it's not going to be easy. I, very rarely am I praying for somebody else. I'm usually praying for myself that I would be strong and that I would do this well and, and that God would give me strength. Here's Jesus. The night before, he's going to be crucified on a cross, and he knows that. He's praying for me. Read it. It's unbelievable. It's there in John 17 and 18. It's in other gospels like Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He's praying for you. He says, God, may the believers to come be one as you are you and I are one may they know you lord by what i've done here on earth be with those guys that are asleep over there that i told not to fall asleep that i told to pray for me but they're too tired if it was me i would have been super upset and i wouldn't be praying for them i'd be going to kick at them and tell them hey i told you to stay awake but jesus is praying for you and for me and this is the view of our king Right? Pilate had that sign put above Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And he had it written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek, which is all the languages of that time. I think this is incredible that God used this Roman to, to, to say this to the world. Because here we are over 2,000 years later and it's still written, Jesus is King. Not claimed to be king, is king. But what's interesting is the churchgoers of the time, the priests and the Jewish people, they're the churchgoers of the time, they were angry and they said, we wanted to say claim to be king. Now listen, when Jesus calls himself king in scripture, when creation calls him king, the Bible says he's the king of all this. You have a couple options. You have a couple options. You can either say, Nah, he didn't exist. I don't even think that's real. It's a made-up story. That's one option. The other option, you can say, ah, he claimed to be king, but I know he's not king. No way is he king. He's not around anymore. doesn't make any sense. He's not king. Uh, you know, maybe there was something about this Jesus that was real, but he wasn't maybe the son of God, and he's not king, and he's definitely not king of my life, and he's not king of this. Look at all the chaos. No way he could be king. Or you could be an individual that says, well, I... I do believe he's king, and I, I, I actually even asked him to be king of my life long ago, but, man, so many other kings have come into my life and come into my uh, every day, and they've taken over, and he's really actually not king of kings anymore. He's not my top king. He's not the king that sits on the throne of my heart. Or you're an individual that has said, no, he is king of kings, he's lord of lords, and I've given him my life, and I've given him the throne of my heart where he sits, you know, as king. Those are, those are your only options. I will tell you from personal experience, when you make other kings king, and here's the thing, you don't have a choice with that. All of us serve something, right? There's a Bob Dylan song that says, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Check it out. It's a really good Bob Dylan song. But 
You don't have a choice. You are serving someone. You're either serving your job. You're either serving the desire to be free and travel the globe. You're, you're, or you serve food. Or you serve security. You might serve your kids. Right? You might serve. I have to be careful. I can serve this ministry. I can say, you know what? Being a minister and running a ministry, that's king. And I make that king of my life. You have a king. And you have multiple kings in your life. This morning as we, look, wow, look at that. There is a maker of that. And he claims to be king. But when you make him king, as he truly is, your life will change. When you put him in the rightful spot in your life, when you say, Lord, I confess, I have not made you king of kings and lords of lords in my life. When you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, he becomes king in your life. And it's incredible. It's hard at first. And it's hard actually for the long haul. Because all these other kings are going to compete for that throne. And you know the hardest king to get rid of? It's the king of self. It's the king of me. It's the, great, it's, it's the hardest king to get rid of. We talked about the king of money. We talked about the king of power. We talked about the king of safety, or for me, the king of food. But really, it's the king of self. So this morning, Easter morning, it's a, it's a weird one, right? Those that usually go to church, this is your only day that you go to church, you can't be there. Those that go to church every week, it's hard to be there. But you know what's beautiful about God? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus, is that He's given us His Holy Spirit. And the Bible says His Holy Spirit is everywhere. God's presence is everywhere. So right there in your home, you can open His Word. You can go out into His creation. Right? Look at this. is absolutely beautiful. I'm having a really hard time focusing this way because of how gorgeous this is. But we would like to encourage you at Loon Mountain Ministry to take God's Word, to look at it, Read the account that I just talked about. Read the book of John. Be introduced to Jesus as king. He claimed to be king. I have, I have found that he is king. The scripture call him king. He is king. And I have found that as I have hiked, as, as I've, I've spent time in the woods, as I've spent time with family and friends, he is king. And we would encourage you to make him king of your life this morning. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.